0: Be a lamb and listen in. We've got a
1: lot to say.
0: Hi, hello, hey. hey. I'm Rachel. I'm Maddie. And welcome to Chew Chew a a smell. Smell. If you haven't guessed already,
1: we're drunk. We tried so hard. We did. I took. I gagged over several shots of rum. Several. <laughs> several. We're
0: going to take a shot on camera, but before that. Oh, shit. <laughs> Not on camera. Oh, my God. You in the filming. I can't. I can't. Oh, my okay. God. I spilled
1: this. Oh. <gasps> Madeline. It's okay. It's just a cute little... Uh- <laughs> It's. Uh, I'm gonna take it. Just tell me when. Okay. It's uh, the the liquid is outside of the cup. If you couldn't guess.
0: <laughs> so sorry. This is already chaotic. If you haven't guessed already, this is a drunkest ancient. Madeline. <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> i swear to god i cannot with her Here's what i'm gonna do you know i should probably get up and do some i'm just gonna go to, get up and do something i was about to say you better not use oh, my look, sweatshirt yes beautiful this is the beautiful shirt i've had since i was in kindergarten oh my god i love that for you anyway um if you haven't guessed already we're doing drunk ancient history um we'll let you know what the theme is uh maddie's cleaning up her mess that she made but we're gonna (laughs) oh cute we are gonna take a shot on recording because we did that in the last one and as always this is going to be a recurring event that we do okay here we go are you ready yeah cheers
1: Ah. (laughs) (laughs) four is not better
0: oh okay oh my god all right
1: good. good i never needed a chaser all through life you're chasing with water and that is a chaser is it though yeah okay i'm
0: chasing with beer <laughs> <laughs> anyway today we're doing drunken history on do you want to tell them on what oh Oh We're doing God. it on
1: Ancient Egypt.
0: Ancient right. Egypt. It's always so embarrassing when I do these. Why? That's <laughs> fine. Honestly, I think you should just drink more. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I'm the enabler. I'm so sorry. And
1: I am the participant. But you know what?
0: She's chasing with water, so, like, healthy. I agree. It's so I have a question for you. You have a question. I do. As always, if you are new to our podcast, I ask Maddie a question every day. Going along with our friends over on the Almost Everything podcast, Tim and Lewis, um, they ask a question. Well, I mean, they don't ask a question every week, but they they discuss something every week that makes me come up with a question. Um. Anyway, my question of the day is birth for You what is your last
1: meal your death row meal oh my god or death row food i love so many foods probably i don't know like there's so many you have to pick a specific i have to pick one yes because if you're on death row what are you gonna tell them (sighs) i have good taste yeah (laughs) mine's gonna be (laughs) atrocious i want to surprise be like surprise me (laughs) you would hate
0: it <laughs> it'd be like here's craft mac and jeans, you idiot
1: <laughs> well hopefully they'd have more class and give me annies but you know <laughs> the chefs on death row have to be so talented i'm just oh, saying yeah that. i always do this you're gonna hate me i'm not you are you're um, gonna judge me
0: is it what is it mine is a bucket of country of kfc chicken wings <laughs> You know why? I don't know what it is about KFC bucket chicken. Meals. <laughs> it's so nostalgic to me. I want a whole fucking bucket and
1: corn. You
0: know what? Street you, corn. You bring up a good point. I was over here thinking about. It's like, very nostalgic. It's a good last meal. It fills my belly. It's greasy. It's
1: fried. Ah makes me moan you're right because i was thinking about meals that are just like the highest quality food you could possibly get a lot of people think about that on death row but it's like what do you want i think there's like this image that people need to follow you know you know what i'm going with the emotional per your request and it would be the same thing that we said the last episode which is the black beans and tostones yeah and the cuban coffee at the end because it reminds me of my family yeah if oh. i was really on death row and not just my last meal ever and i was on death row and i was about to die you know kind of thing right it would be something that reminded me of my family
0: i think it would be and and mine doesn't see i didn't eat like kfc like bucket chicken I never ate that as a child, but for some reason, it gives me thoughts of my family. That, or this is also terrible, I would go for a kid cuisine. Oh my God. But you know what? That reminds me of my family. That reminds me of when my mom died, and it was just me, my brother, and my dad. Very nostalgic. Oh my that God. would bring back a memory, a very happy memory. Like, yes, my mother had passed away, but like, it. It was a time in my life where there were like no worries. You know what I mean? Like, and even when I was, even when my mother was alive, we would eat kid cuisines, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that wow. would also be one of my death row foods. Cause I would want something that would bring me happiness and would bring me like that little bit of memory
1: of childhood back. That hit me right in the soul. I'm and sorry. That was so mature. Thank you. I'm over here like Kids I want... <laughs> I'm over here like I want the best scallops sourced from the African Gold Coast. <laughs> you know what? You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> anyway, if you
0: want to go and listen to any other questions or answer any other questions or listen to other episodes not involving questions, head over to our friends Tim and Lewis over on the Almost Everything podcast. You can listen to them on... Anywhere you stream podcasts, they're really cool. Tell them Maddie and Rachel sent you. They're really awesome. That's the Almost Everything podcast where they talk about almost almost everything. everything. Fuck yeah, hell yeah. We just have to be drunk to be in unison. (laughs) Got it.
1: You waited for me, and I appreciate that. You're welcome.
0: So for our twenty (laughs) first episode, it's the
1: twenty first. Our podcast is twenty one. I'm so happy. Not years.
0: But 21 episodes old. How long have we been doing this? So we started, well, we came up with the idea in 2022. I think we started December. So this episode, we're doing another Drunk Ancient History. We did one kind of a while ago. It right? was a while ago, months ago. Yeah, it was kind of a, a while ago. Um, I'd love to do these once a month once we kind of get on a schedule. Um, Maybe not. Drunken, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll feel it out. We will. Um, anyway, the last one we did was Vikings. Great episode. Actually, um, kind of a cheeky plug here Tim and Lewis did say that was one of their favorite episodes. Was no, way. Our, yeah, in one of their uh promos shout outs for us on one of their um episodes, they said. Drunk History was one of their favorite episodes. For
1: real? Yes. How so cute. I feel so honored. I know. We're just way more fun when we're drunk, honestly. So, they want us to get drunk for every episode. I am getting that. I don't think they want to encourage that. I don't think they know the destruction that that entails. I also don't think, so. <laughs> I don't think um, they know, yes. I don't
0: think they know. Um, but they drink for almost every one of their episodes.
1: So, oh, so they're only they the like, level. <laughs> we're on the same level. We are, we like we to drink. Let's get it, yeah. you're
0: in your early 20s are they in their early 20s too yeah they're my age 25
1: 25 26 you said your age and not mine both of our age i'm one age older one age (laughs)
0: you're fucking old (laughs) no they're our age they're like 25 26 um but yeah they drink like gin and shit though like straight gin how do you drink straight gin we did this last. Sorry. We did. We talked about
1: oh, them drinking straight gin and I was like, "Bitch, the fuck!" I still do not get it. I don't
0: understand.
1: But I can't do straight vodka. I cannot do straight. I gin. can do straight vodka. I'll do straight anything but vodka and gin. Seriously, on vodka with me. Yeah, and I hate it. Okay, <laughs> I hate it. That's fine.
0: You can hate something. Um, I do not agree. I'll do
1: rum. I'm good with my rum. It's okay to be wrong. I'm, all- <laughs> I'm rum. <laughs> Think that was funny but i love that you uh, and me both I kind of funny <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right anyway we're doing ancient egypt this
1: episode and there
0: are like a fucking million ways we could have done this
1: so many ways there's so much information about ancient yes. egypt if you want information about ancient egypt Please don't listen to us. No. Please, there's so much information. Yes, their whole museum dedicated to ancient Egypt. We don't know shit. No, we don't. <laughs> and also, if you really
0: like this episode, we could do a part two. Oh
1: my god, totally. on ancient Egypt. Totally, I think we
0: should. I honestly. think we should too, because there's just so much. There's so much information. Like I, I wanted to go down a specific way, and I went a whole other way.
1: Oh my, same. Yeah, same. I totally, I changed tracks. Like, yeah, twenty-five percent into I did too. my research.
0: I did kind of, like, the daily life of, of like, a typical person during that time, and this is, like, middle class to lower class, not anything higher than that. This wasn't, like, royalty or anything, which I'd love to know more about royalty. I can tell you a little bit, but not much. Like, I'd love to go into, like, Cleopatra and, like, some of the other pharaohs, but, um... Oh, my God, we should do a part two on specific people. Definitely should. Cleopatra... We I'm love interested. a boss bitch, so we, do. we might, we um, might. Next drunk ancient history is Russia. Yeah. Ooh, Russia. Russia. Yes. Yes. I know exactly you know where, where your I'm brain going? is and I'm obsessed. I am yes. 100% Russia. Love. Okay. So I'm going to get into it. <laughs> this is going to be very hard for me <laughs> to read. <laughs> if it's not already hard for me, it's going to be hard for me now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ancient Egypt. The popular view of life in ancient Egypt is often that it was death-obsessed. Which, very true because of, like, the the mummies and, you know, all that shit. Okay.
1: Wouldn't they be life-obsessed and I, not
0: death-obsessed? Wait for it, wait for it. Popular view of life in ancient Egypt is often it, that it was death-obsessed culture that in which powerful pharaohs forced the people to labor at constructing pyramids and temples and at any unspecified time enslaved the hebrews for this purpose oh shit So the hebrews yes so if you grew up you know religious in any way you would know the story of like hebrews being enslaved by the egyptians and then abraham right was abraham
1: uh, that's their um, Abraham prophet,
0: right? Right. Abraham kind of broke them out of Egypt, took them to the promised land. The
1: that, Bible is coming together, it really is.
0: And and that's another thing is like when you're when you're connecting the dots in these different ancient civilizations, you're seeing like comparisons within the Bible, which is really very like very insightful because yes. you're seeing like the connection between the Bible stories and real historical events that archaeologists are figuring out. Yeah. So then you're like, "Oh fuck, the vi- the Bible has some shit that's real."
1: You know what I mean? Like And it's true because like I mean, like the Bible is written by man, right? So there's a difference between um And those people were definitely on drugs. <laughs> I grew up in Christian school, like I'm I'm all for it, like those people were on drugs. There's totally a difference between the Bible religion and faith Mm -hmm. because one is man-made and the other is not and faith
0: faith faith. people in people take the bible very literally and it's not that way it's not supposed to be that way it shouldn't be people do believe it is that way i know i went to schools With people who believe this that way. Lessons that you should be learning from the Bible. It's not truth. In reality, ancient Egyptians loved life, no matter their social class. And the ancient Egyptian government used slave labor as every other ancient culture did without regard to any particular ethnicity. The ancient Egyptians did have a well-known contempt for non-Egyptians, but this was simply because they believed that they were living the best life possible in the best of all possible worlds. You
1: know what's really weird about that Hmm. is my shit that I'm going to tell you, which is a lot of like ancient Egyptians came from Greeks. I did read about that. And it was like worldhistory dot org or something. They hated
0: each other. Yeah, the Greeks and Egyptians didn't like each other. That happened a lot. Was like Greek, Roman, Egypt, Egypt. You know,
1: like all those people, they didn't like each other, man. But it's like you guys kind of are the same, but. You, bro- you broke off from something that you were. Well, and they now you were coming up with different concepts. Is right. what I'm seeing. Is,
0: like, a lot of the things were, like, the same, but they were coming
1: up with different words. And it's, like, it's interesting that they're both so memorable. You know what I mean? Like, they're... It well, was... it's, like, comparing the Greeks and the Romans. Yeah. Like, the
0: Greek gods and the Roman gods, the same gods. Mm. They were different. They were... perceived differently roman gods were very rude and kind of stick in the mud greek gods very much
1: like herring and ish you're right
0: i'm saying ish very it is very
1: interesting the way that you compare like religious structures to each other and the way that we see them from our perspective in like modern day yeah and how we see them as oh, you know, religions are all intertwined, they're all the same, why are they all the same? It must be some, like, we must chalk it up to some external being, some, like, force of power. It's like, maybe not, maybe it's just some, like, battle of egoism yeah. between people. But you know what's funny
0: is a lot of them, well, they're all the same, basically. They all have
1: the same gods, but and they're it's describing of, them differently. It's egoism. Yeah. It seems like people competing against each other.
0: Egypt, we are back. All right. So this next article I get from the not so innocent abroad. <laughs> okay. Com. I'm so excited. And the information <laughs> from this blog comes from Barbara Mertz, which is the author. Well, she. Yeah, Barbara. Yes, Barbara. We get a lot of the information from this blog from Barbara Mertz's book on Red Land, Black Land, Daily Life of Egypt or Ancient Egypt. Okay. Right. So if I mention Mertz, it's Barbara. So ancient Egyptians only lived about thirty-five years. For you, thank you. Yeah. Which isn't surprising, given how they worked very hard and had limited access. They to healthcare. died.
1: They died at thirty-five. Thirty-five. Wait, 35. but I read that ancient Egyptians had doctors that specialized in things. They were advanced. Yes, and they died at thirty five. But they th- they died at thirty five. Well, it's not their fault. I guess they didn't have access to certain technologies. Well, yeah, they didn't have technology mm-hmm. and like. And honestly, like, let's see. They ate fairly healthy. And 30, I'll get into th- that. sorry, not 3000 BC BCE. That's a you know to be specialized as doctors and to live till thirty five in you know try and practice healthcare like that. Mm-hmm. It's a feat. I yeah. will give him that.
0: Yeah. So, studies of Egyptian mummies showed that these people suffered from a number of diseases, most of which went untreated. This is what Barbara writes I quote, poor nutrition and the inability to cope with infection contributed to high infant mortality. Mm. The flour ground on the stone corns contained large quantities of grit. That wore away tooth surfaces. What? Cavities were fairly infrequent. Which is really interesting, actually. Because, I mean, they had poor nutrition. But they didn't have bad cal- bad cavities. But that was because they um, didn't have refined sugar. But a number of mummies have hideous gums.
1: I have something to say about it. Please tell me. You want to know right now? Yeah. Okay, so... Wait, if it's going to mess you up, I don't want to know. It's not? Okay. And I'm going to tell you. So, Egyptian pharaohs were often overweight despite how they were depicted in art. Their diet of beer, wine, bread, and honey was high in sugar, and studies suggest many of them may have suffered from diabetes. Wow, Isn't I that am gonna
0: get into interest? diet. Really, that is
1: interesting.
0: I I love that you included Pharaoh Pharaoh diet because I don't have that. I have very much like lower middle class diet. So I'm gonna go into upper middle class homes. So like I said before, I I. Wanted. To, I wanted to dive into something different, but I went into the daily life of, like, a typical Egyptian. Like, I, it's kind of similar to what I did with the Vikings. I wanted to know, like, how you and I would live. True. Typically. Which would be probably middle, lower class.
1: There's no way we're going to be in... No, wrinkle. we're not going to be upper class. Absolutely <laughs> sure. not.
0: But... So, this is for upper upper middle class, so we could be a part of this class. Maybe not, but maybe, you know? So, upper middle class homes. For the middle and upper classes, there were typically four rooms in their homes, which is actually kind of... That's a lot of rooms. That's a lot of rooms. But that's in all. So, that's including kitchen, living room, bathroom. Still a lot of rooms. Still a lot of rooms for a time. Like I'm that time, that's a lot of room. That's a lot of room for that time. Yeah, for sure. Um, their room, the room facing the street had no windows, aside from the grates near the roof. I'm not really sure why it didn't <laughs> give me a reason. <laughs> Beyond this was an all-purpose room with columns and a higher ceiling where the family slept, ate, and entertained. A raised platform was used for a couch, bed, or possibly to give birth.
1: Okay, a multi-purpose room. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) to give birth. So, basically what happened was, I think
0: they all lived in, like, this large room, and then the other rooms were for other things. It was quite literally a living room. Yes. why? literally. (laughs) (laughs) And behind this were two more small chambers, a kitchen... And a storeroom or an extra bedroom. Maybe like for your, you know, mother-in-law or whatever.
1: Damn, they got Mm -hmm. some shit
0: together over here. Yes, they really do. There was a basement for storage and a flat roof that served as extra living space. Beds tilted slightly downward. So instead, I didn't get why. The article did not tell me why they were slightly bent downwards. Their bedding. So beds were tilted slightly downward. So instead of a headboard, there was a footboard to keep the sleeper from gently sliding down onto the floor. <laughs> I have to know why. At I some know. Point. I don't know why. It didn't tell me. <laughs> oh, that's I'm cool. sorry. But this is what the author said: uh, no down-filled pillows were to be found. The item that would finish most of us was the pillow, which was not a pillow at all, but a headrest for the shoulder height with a support curve to fit the neck. Dining tables were also unheard of. Even in royal palaces, every guest or pair of guests had their own little table to eat at in a kit in the kitchen there weren't any counters while it doesn't sound very sanitary all cooking prep was performed on the floor what from grinding grain to kneading bread all on the floor the fuck Mm -hmm. yep 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 yep. that you know no (laughs) i know Same, same but like at that time probably true and i do want to mention on the floor yeah And I do want to mention Barbara Mertz in her book. She does talk about how we do need to keep in mind that nowadays America doesn't struggle with things like that. But like we do need to keep in mind that there are people who struggle with not even the same but almost worse conditions. And I really liked how the article said that was that we need to keep in mind that people do still go through the same situations, if not worse.
1: That's a really
0: important thing to keep in mind. And that happened in the article, which is from, um, I, as I said, the thenotsoinnocenceabroad.com. They did say, we need to keep that in mind. And I the, really liked yes. that they shouted that out.
1: We should have countertops. Everyone should have a countertop. Everyone should have a countertop. But
0: they, what they were saying was that people were going through not just that, but More like more worse things than just cooking their food on the floor is what they were saying. Was like we need to keep in mind that there's even worse conditions out there. I see. Than just cooking food on the floor. Than just judging what we know about the past. Yes, I see. Because people are going through not the same. Yes, the same, but but even worse things now. True. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we need to also keep in to consideration that this is also still happening not just in our country, but, like, everywhere. Um, privacy wasn't really an option, as homes were filled with extended family members. Um, at Amrana, a city that briefly served as, Egyptians ca- as Egypt's capital, the villas of chief courtiers, even had bathrooms, a small walled-off space that had a brick-supported seat and removable vessel beneath. So some some of the, like, kind of, like, um, more wealthy households had bathrooms, basically. Um, the lower-class housing, they had huts. Their huts were would have been made of mud brick containing a single room that everyone, including... Any domestic animal shared, and this could be like cows, sheep, geese, chickens. Like they, they would have shared their home with all of these domesticated animals. What? Even even horses. Like anything that they had domesticated would have shared home with them. That's crazy. Yeah, and it would have been one room. <laughs> what wait um, one room not the bathroom but one room no, one room oh my god that's their whole house is one room and while it doesn't rain often in egypt it does when it does the hut would it flood um which a heavy downpour would reduce the peasant's house a to a f- pile of mud and uh, I say and I say, peasants in quotes. I'm so sorry, but, like, that's what it said in quotes. This would be us. A pile this.
1: of mud. A pile of
0: mud. But on the positive side, it would be easily repaired.
1: That's it would be easily rebuilt. In a positive way. In an optimistic way, yeah. You need
0: to, I mean, it sucks, but, like, in the positive way. Right, I mean, you true. You do need to keep the positivity in, in, God. in, in, in mind. And like it would be easily built like a one room would be way easier than four than four rooms. Um, I will go into the diet. So the diet was beer and bread. That was like the main top one. Yep. Um, early Egyptians ate a lot of fish because of the Nile River There was also milk, cheese, beans, lentils, and chickpeas um, that were also consumed. Vegetables played a large part in the ancient Egyptians' diet. Primarily onions, garlic, radishes, and
1: lettuce. Onions and garlic, great for the heart. Still probably better than the American diet. Way better than the American. And they were still overweight as pharaohs. (laughs) Yep. Yep.
0: Um, so I will go into the a little bit of the education. We can presume that some of the upper class children, particularly boys, of course, you know, mm. we're going back, of course, <laughs> you know, we're educated at a temple or in the room of a scribe's house. Mm. We're educated, which is a little suspicious to me. Suspicious, like someone's house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, of course, it wouldn't be an Egyptian, like, deep dive if I hadn't gone into cats. So, I have to go into cats. You
1: have to go into cats. Yes.
0: Yes. So, it's believed that ancient Egypt was the first place cats were domesticated. They were also at the center of worship for the feline-headed deity Bastet. If I said that wrong, I'm so sorry. Um, mummified cats have been found in large numbers, which Barbara talks about in her book. Um, I regret to say that the majority appear to have been deliberately done in, presumably as an offering to the goddess in question. Which is what Barbara said, which is very sad. Um, So they would offer up the cats to the deity. They would kill the cats. Yes, but the deity was... I think, I guess she had the head of a cat or the body of a cat. I don't know. The next thing I went into was sex lives of ancient Egypt. I'm listening. So I went into, so I went into this, this, this website of they're not so innocent abroad.com. They recommended me to read this article called the sex lives of ancient Egypt. Of course, I clicked on it, obviously, So, this is going to tell me, like, how did the ancient Egypts view love, sex, marriage? You know, of course I was going to click on that shit. So, the first, the first question, how did ancient Egyptians view sex? So, they most likely didn't have the same prudeness about sex that we have today. So again, Barbara Mertz, she's... They were less taboo. But she's also very much into this article. Barbara Mertz is a big part of my research. Love her. Don't know anything about her. Want to read her book, though. She's great. She's the source of all my information. Um, so actually, divorce was no problem. In fact, a lack of compatibility was enough to end a marriage, which is fucking awesome. Um, The rights of a divorced woman were far ahead of their time. A divorcee controlled her own possessions and was entitled to a percentage of the assets acquired by the couple women could also pass on their property to who whomever they wanted rights that they that married women in england and america didn't even obtain in the 19th century so they could basically do whatever they wanted and they got a percentage
1: So, I have similar things. So, Egyptian women were, like, they were publicly and socially, of course, like, viewed as inferior to men, but they had a lot of legal and financial independence, which is, I would equate similar to these times, to be real. Like, I hate to be, like, that. what? Egyptian women, they were, like, of course, publicly and socially viewed as inferior, right? Which is interesting because of Cleopatra. Well, Cleopatra, so I have some interesting information on her. No. She was not Egyptian. Well, oh, I knew that. I knew which, that. similar to we, when we will get into Russia, she was, Catherine the Great was not Russian. Right. Cleopatra was not Egyptian. Cleopatra was part of a long line of Greek Macedonians, originally descended from Ptolemy first.
0: I knew she wasn't
1: Egyptian, but she
0: was ruler
1: yeah of course of course she was ruler which is awesome a bad bitch that's a woman and ptolemy the first sorry it's it's pto so it's like ptolemy okay but i can't freaking save myself from it ptolemy the first was actually one of alexander the great's most trusted lieutenants cleopatra was not actually true egyptian and leaders they don't have to be right. in order to lead a country. Right. It's just fascinating to me, the things I'm putting together historically.
0: Well, yeah, if you if you look at, um, I don't know if any of you watch Catherine the Great or, like, the Bridgerton
1: series. Oh, my God, please watch The Great on Hulu. Yes. It is incredible. If you watch The Great, if you watch... Uh... Charlotte. Something about Queen Charlotte.
0: Queen Charlotte. If you watch The Great, if you watch Queen Queen Charlotte, if you watch Bridgerton, like any of those things, please watch those because they have historical accuracy that really does show you like some of the bad bitch women
1: that really did impact the world i didn't know about russia like that until i really learned about that show and like the historical yeah. accuracy well it's like it's in
0: every intro to that show the grade if you watch it on on hulu it says partially accurate and yes it's partially it accurate is. a lot of it is accurate a
1: lot of it's accurate and like it's it's of course a fictional description of it but I mm-hmm. think it's... In, I would love them to do some sort of Cleopatra thing, yes. too. Because I yes. want to know more about that. I
0: also want to know... Um, Queen Charlotte is a lot like that, too, as well. Um, it shows a lot of accuracy in, you know, different historical events, like, given, like, woman, women being the head of society. So go watch... Uh, either Queen Charlotte or the Great, both of those
1: things, women-powered. For sure. That's what I mean. (laughs) With the Egyptian women, they could buy and sell property, serve on juries, make wills, and enter into legal contracts, which is starkly different from that of their counterparts, which I would probably distinguish as the Greeks because, you know, Cleopatra was... She was a Greek, so... I, I said that, right? Yeah, she was Greek. And so the Greeks were, like, pretty much the enemy of the Egyptians at that time. Because they were just, like, they were just different, like we talked about. Like, just to continue, they didn't... Women t- typically didn't work outside the home. But those who did received equal pay to men. Which is fascinating. Yeah, that's amazing. Compared to our society, like, our American society because right now. Because we're still
0: working on that.
1: Right, correct. And it's, like... What, 3,000 BCE, they were doing this. And I will,
0: like, just remind you that when we were doing the episode on Vikings... Yeah. You know, we were connecting the dots on the amount of, you know, stuff that they had as women, even in the Viking era.
1: No, and it's true, and, in like, at the same time, women in Greece were owned but like when they married men when women married men in ancient Greece at the same parallel time they were owned quote unquote by men mm-hmm. and it's like by their husbands like Egyptian women had the right to divorce they had the right to like remarry they they were like able to negotiate prenuptial agreements they had contracts listed listing all the property and wealth that women had and like that they brought to the marriage and it guaranteed that the woman would be compensated for it in the event of a divorce like they had prenups in ancient Egypt which is amazing that's crazy
0: yeah that's like really following the line of vikings though And wasn't Vikings before ancient Egypt? Vikings, uh, I mean, like,
1: yes, technically, for sure. And So I'm wondering
0: wondering if, like, it's almost, like, these ancient cultures, I'm wondering if it's almost, like, building off of each other.
1: I think that, like, what I've always thought about oppression is that you just have to find an appropriate channel for it. And it's, like... It's easy to repress women. It's easy to repress people of color. You know, like, oppression just takes easy channels. Right. So, like, of course, it's easy to just be like, oh, women don't have these equal rights. But, I mean, ancient cultures, when you're trying to, like, just survive, it's it's less difficult to fall into oppressive standards where it's like, okay, we need to survive. Like, what's the best way to survive? Or like, oppression thrives, in my opinion, in okay we have the option to think of other things and like we have this power structure now it's easier to make like these certain people lesser than well i'm wondering
0: if they built off each other is kind of what i'm what do you mean like because if 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 the viking the ancient like viking type of civilization i wonder if these different ancient civilizations are building off of each other it's kind of what i'm what i'm wondering
1: i think that what we brought up about religion earlier is similar to this where it's like religion was in turn just an ego competition but also like related the reason that religion is so related to one another is is just because people were in communication with each other right yes globalization wasn't a thing but it doesn't mean that people weren't talking but was the north and the south and the west and the east were they all in communication with each other in some ways yes like and i think in some ways that people people are always going to be in communication with each other and the word travels fast it's like yeah. so I'm wondering if that's
0: why, I mean, there was that short period of time, even after, you know, after these ancient civilizations, there was that point of time that women didn't have anything. You know what I mean? Like, these women, you know, in ancient Egypt had the right to have their own assets and, and take half of those assets from the men that they were married to. So, But and- what about those, those women,
1: you know, in the gap between here and present time. I think it's just a matter of like civilization and the structure between those things and political mm-hmm. differences yeah, and political, political evolutions mm-hmm. and de evolutions if you will uh in my opinion of like how the ancient Greeks and the ancient Egyptians survived at the same time, but the ancient Greeks thought that they owned women in marriage and the ancient Egyptians didn't. Right. And they were part of the same era. And so I think that, like, people find discrepancies in those things but forget that they're related in certain ways in terms of generations. And so, like, Egyptians found a, a different path from the greeks and they they were determined to find a different like way of life from the greeks and so even though cleopatra was born of greeks a lot of like uh really popular egyptians were greek Mm -hmm. technically like they they decided that they were not that and they chose something different. It's the same thing as religion. Right. Where it's like religion decides that, oh, I'm not this exact cult. I'm, in fact, this different cult. Well,
0: yeah. It's like, the individual person
1: will decide which religion they are. Right. And so, it's like, if you don't agree with that religion anymore, maybe I'm going to make my new my own religion. religion. Or I'm going to join a different religion. A different religion. Right. It's like, back then, religions and cults were the same thing. Um... Back to ancient Egypt, if you didn't know, a fun fact. I have a lot of fun facts. So, the Ptolemaic dynasty was one of the first to develop the earliest peace treaties. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. It was one of the earliest peace treaties, and they, on record, and for over two centuries, the Egyptians fought against this, they fought against the Hittite Empire, I have never heard that. The Hittite Empire for control over lands in modern-day Syria. So, that's interesting. And neither side emerged as a victor. So, Ramses II and the Hittite king, Hattusili... <laughs> oh my god, they're so drunk. <laughs> Hattusili III negotiated a peace treaty that ended, that ended the conflict and decreed that the two kingdoms would aid each other in the event of an invasion of a third party. I thought that was cool that... The Egyptians were part of, like, one of the first peace treaties that That ever existed. I like that. Right? Isn't that really cool? I like that a lot. Who was the other person in charge? It was the Hittite, um, sorry, wait. The Hittite king, Hattusili. Which is weird. That's modern-day Syria, Mm, from what I can discern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, a really fun fact about the Egyptians is that they loved board games, and some of the names of those board games were Mahen, mm-hmm. and Dogs, and Jackals, and then the most popular was Sinet, and the, the interesting about this is that Sinet, the board game, was buried with pharaohs. Like, they loved board games this much, that, like, Sinet was buried with pharaohs. Wow. And so I can tell you a little bit about Sinet. Please tell me about Sinet. It was, um... Sinai was played on a long board painted with 30 squares and each player had a set of pieces that were moved along the board according to dice rolls or throwing sticks. I can't tell you what that means. But some pharaohs, of course, were buried with this board game. I, I think it's really interesting. Not a lot of people know about like, how it was played, but they knew that it was very popular. So, like, it was up to chance and luck, but I guess they got bored at some point and started, like, developing ways to entertain themselves. I <laughs> I think that, it, like, this is why the ancient Egyptians are so interesting to people, is that they were way, way ahead of their time. They were. They were
0: really way ahead of their time, and that's what I learned a lot from going into... And I wanted to go into conspiracy theories on them but I just didn't have enough time you know cuz I had the I went down a whole other rabbit hole <laughs> But they really were, like, even with marriage and even with divorce,
1: like, they were so ahead of their time. What's really interesting and particularly liberal about this whole thing, too, I mean, not to pick sides or anything, but it it is extremely liberal to think about this, is that Egyptian workers were known to organize labor strikes and, like, have unions, almost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when laborers engaged in building the royal necropolis, which... Necro is a Latin term for death, right? So necropolis, I have to assume, is some kind of, like, tomb to bury people. Right. At Dear el Medina, they did not receive their usual payment of grain and they the workers organized one of the first recorded strikes in history and the protest took form of a sit-in which is crazy cuz a sit-in is like modern day like people are that are alive right now we're participating in sit-ins right so people in ancient Egypt Took part in a quote sit-in where workers were simply like entered in nearby mortuary temples and refused to leave until their grievances were heard. It is crazy how old this is. Yeah. like thinking about this three or er, th- sorry, yeah, no, three thousand BC. This was this was happening and it worked. And the workers were given their overdue rations. So, like, this was taking place since ancient Egypt times, and it's still a problem that's taking place now. Also, I know you will like this, is
0: the signs point that ancient Egypt being okay with homosexuality. (gasps) I didn't know that. Yeah, so one case in point um there's a fifth dynasty tomb at the Kara. i don't know if that's right i hope it is um that was jointly used for two men at the manner of a husband and wife though they were both married with children that in mind Hmm. the men were depicted in a nose-to-nose embrace um in one wall carving it posed typically for spouses but they were posed together like Ew. two men posed to pose you know nose to nose they were both married but they were depicted in a marital way that's cool that shows you know maybe oh maybe they you know were lovers but they
1: were still so married type of situation this is totally interesting to me because like so this is tangent but, like, okay. ca- Camera Obscura, do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, like, I built one in high school, like, where it was a box, and you would poke a needle point in the box where there was no light entering except for the needle point. And the image of the outside world, if you put a light-sensitive, like, photo paper on the other side, would mm-hmm. invert the image. So, if, like, you were standing upright on one side of the outside of the camera of this box... And you, your image was depicted through that pin, like needle hole of the camera obscura inside on that light sensitive paper would be your image upside down. Right. So your head would be on the bottom. And that was actually said to be maybe how the first like early humans recorded images of animals of people hunting and stuff like they would trace those images right of people hunting or people or animals you know in general Mm -hmm. i thought that was so interesting of how things were depicted through art instead of words right but no that's really cool sorry i don't think that's really (laughs) really dude but it reminded me (laughs) dude the
0: ancient egyptians like we could go on I mean, we could do this for three hours talking about them. I've got a honest. few more fun facts. Let me yes, tell you these please. fun
1: facts. So I'll be brief. But the the pyramids... Who built the pyramids? You think slaves, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was not slaves. It's a myth. So the pyramids were not built by slaves but there the the skeletons that did build the pyramids showed mm. evidence of arthritis and other ailments and stuff right but they were in fact a mix of artisans and temporary hands that took great pride in their craft and graffiti found near the monuments suggests that they named their crews even like like film crews almost like they named themselves like drunkards of Menkaurey, or, or like I don't know, so if I'm they perhaps. weren't slaves. They were no. almost like groups of men. They but... were just groups of people, and so like another group was named Friends of Khufu. And... I did, I did read a lot about like how a lot of the people who
0: built the pyramids were paid for their services.
1: Yeah, no, they they actually weren't slaves, and yeah. honestly, a lot because Egyptians were not partial to that, like they had slaves like every
0: ancient civilization <laughs> they, they had, had slaves, slaves. <laughs>
1: and we hate it but yes. they did people every, did enslave other people what's terrible about this is that the greeks the greeks of course the greeks made up the myth that they were slaves that mm. were the ones who built the pyramids so the reason that we think that is because of that right but so, also the
0: hebrews the hebrews the egyptians did enslave the hebrews that's true they say that in the bible and like i grew up i grew up christian
1: but it is true that they did but they did hebrews they did
0: enslave the hebrews
1: also in ancient Egypt the slaves if when they did have them they were they were field hands and domestic servants. So they weren't working on the pyramids. Right. The people working on the pyramids were I guess this upper class level mm-hmm. of not even upper class but like maybe middle class craftsmen. Yes. So, so that's what I'm getting.
0: That's what I I saw too. Sorry, burp for you. Mm-hmm. Um I saw that too. Was like a lot of people, you know, that weren't lower class but middle class they were getting paid.
1: Yeah, it was like this this privilege to work on, on the pyramids. But we've all heard about King Tut, right? So King Tut, his, his true name is Tutankhamun. King Tut is Tutankhamen. Yes. So not a lot is known about him, but he was a boy. He was—he was like a young child. So when scans of the young king's body—he died, obviously, right? So when scans of the young king's body showed that he was embalmed without his heart or his chest wall— things were like okay what happened to him right? right so this is a drastic departure from traditional egyptian burial practices you usually have your heart and your chest wall so something must have happened is what they they kind of like discern from this whole thing it suggests that he may have suffered a horrific injury so according to a handful of Egyptianologists knowledge- wait, wait do you yes. know how
0: old he was when he died no. Wasn't he like in his... He like, was a boy. He was young. He was
1: a kid. He was young. He was like 10 or 11, I think. King Tut died young. Yes, I don't think he was even in his teens. So according to a handful of Egyptologists, one of the most likely causes for this wound without his heart or his chest cavity is a bite from a hippopotamus. Yes. And you know this? I didn't know this. So I learned a lot about King Tut. I mean,
0: all I all I know is that one, he wasn't a child, or he was a child when he died, so he wasn't like even in his teens when he passed away. And two, he
1: got it was. People think it was because, and people like educated people, Egyptologists think it was because of hippopotamus. Oh my god, hippopotamus, hippopotamus, hippopotamus and this is it actually kind of checks out because like the egyptians hunted hippopotamus hippopotami what is hippopotami. the plural I for think. for sport <laughs> they hunted them for sport and yeah. this is interesting also because in king tut's grave statues were found depicting him throwing a harpoon it was like one of his favorite things to throw to like kill them and throw harpoons and like it was it was sport right so like i don't know if it was never recorded because of pride or something that he was hunting hippopotamuses the (laughs) fact that he was you know
0: a Pharaoh by the time he was like not even a teenager that was like a whole thing
1: I feel like they wouldn't have recorded if I was if I was in that that period of time I would also guess that they wouldn't have recorded that because it's embarrassing <laughs> but he was a kid but why would that be embarrassing oh my god he was a child are you kidding me like it doesn't matter like it's the fact that it's a ruler I mean I guess but As a child, though, that's kind of awesome. I mean, right now, maybe, but if he died that young, why was King Tut popular? But I will say,
0: I will say, if yes, he he died young, but at the same time, like he was a ruler
1: before he was even a teenager. But why? It wasn't democratic, right? That is true. So maybe he died from some embarrassing reason and they just covered it up.
0: Maybe. Honestly know. honestly we could do a whole episode on on King Tut, really. Like I remember in, you know, middle school we did a whole lesson on King Tut. Really? Yeah. Like there's so much on
1: King Tut. We should just do another drunk episode of ancient history on Egyptian. Stuff we really could, and
0: if you guys really like, you know, King King Tut, you know, ancient Egypt, whatever. Like, if you guys want to see that, please go on Instagram at Chew and Swallow the Podcast. Let us know because we love to. We will do it, even totally, not even like drunk. Like, we will do it. I'll just do it (laughs) generally. Like, just in general, we will do an episode on King Tut because I think that would be awesome. That was our episode on Ancient Egypt. And if you would like to see any other ancient cultures, please let us know on Instagram. Like, go on Instagram. Please message us because we will answer. I promise you, we will answer you. We live for your words. We live for your words. Um, if you would like to donate to us... Please go to wwwpaypalcom paypalme slash chew and swallow. And then if you would like to follow us on Instagram and TikTok, it's Chew and Swallow the Podcast. Um, please go give us some love on there. Um, go give our friends Tim and Lewis on the Almost Everything Podcast. Um, please go give them some love as well on Instagram and also on Spotify or wherever you record podcasts. We love them. They're really great. They honestly really talk about almost everything. Almost everything. Almost everything. Meet you to it. Go check out our friends on the almost everything podcast. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.